This is Finally Free, a podcast for those sick of battling their bodies, sick of fearing food and the number on the scale, sick of punishing exercise all in the pursuit of diet culture's version of health and wellness. I'm Alana Vandersloos, a certified intuitive eating counselor, eating disorder survivor, and the founder of Freedom with Food and Fitness, where I offer group coaching for women who are ready to heal their relationship with food in their bodies and become their healthiest, happiest, most confident selves without ever having to go on another diet. On this podcast, you will hear me answer your biggest questions around how to become a successful intuitive eater. You'll hear inspiring stories of other women on their food freedom journeys, those who are recovering, those who are recovered, and those who are helping others to do the same. I'll teach you how to quiet that incessant voice in your head telling you you're not enough, how to find peace and satisfaction with food again, how to embrace the one and only body you have with fitness you enjoy so you can move through this world with confidence. Are you ready to be finally free? Before we get started, I want to remind you of everything I have to offer with Freedom with Food and Fitness. First, I offer group coaching. My 10-week intuitive eating coaching program is called Defy the Diet, and it blends intuitive eating principles and mindset work in a hybrid format that blends group and private one-on-one coaching to give my clients amazing results. My summer cohort client, Adriana, had this to say about me as her coach. Alana's helped me to develop a healthy relationship with food and helped me uncover the root causes of my disordered eating. She's very open and honest about her own previous struggles in her journey, which empower me and the other ladies in the group to have deep conversations about the challenges and pressures we face from diet culture in our society. Uh, it's testimonials like that that seriously make everything I do for my clients and my business worth every second. If you're someone who wants true mental and physical health without restriction and obsession, stop overeating, find consistency in nutrition, movement, and self-care, and take the guilt out of wellness, this program is for you. If you're ready for your ticket to find food freedom, enrollment is currently closed until the spring, but you can fill out an application and schedule a call with me at freedomwithfoodandfitness.com slash call. That's freedomwithfoodandfitness.com slash call. We'll talk all about your current struggles, flesh out those goals, and create a clear step-by-step roadmap. We'll travel together to finally get you to those goals. We have a brand new coach coming on board and five new Defy the Diet package options to help make this program more supportive than ever. An insanely effective program tailored to your needs and your budget. Spots that include one-on-one coaching are limited every time that we offer the program. So again, go to freedomwithfoodandfitness.com slash call to apply today. If you're not quite ready for coaching, check me out on Instagram at freedomwithfoodandfitness. There, I have free quizzes to assess your relationship to food and fitness, articles I've written, exclusive blog posts, free intuitive eating worksheets and videos, and so much more. So in today's episode, I want to talk about shame because it was a listener question, uh, not a podcast listener question, but an Instagram follower question where they asked me with regard to my group coaching, uh, you know, what, what do you, one of the things they wanted to learn about within the group coaching, which is something I already had in the program was, you know, what do we do when we feel shame around food and our weight and our bodies? So I, I wrote an article about this and I wanted to kind of use the article as an offshoot to create a podcast episode because I think it's so important not only to, to read this information but hear it and and you know that way listening uh, you know um, 
processing the information in two different modalities, auditory and visual, it really helps to kind of sync this information in. So uh, if this article does get published, I will link it in the show notes as well. But, you know, again, I'm, I'm kind of riffing off the article itself, but I pose uh, a scenario in the beginning and we pose the same scenario to you because I think a lot of us have been there. So, you know, you've binged again, you sit on the couch and realize that you've eaten a whole sleeve of Oreos and you don't even freaking realize it until you hear like the crinkle of your hand hitting the, the uh, see-through plastic sleeve shell, right? Or, you know, you don't realize that you've, you've eaten the whole bag of family-sized potato chips until your, your hand hits the bottom of the bag. You get stabbed by a, a small, you know, crumb chip. You don't even remember the taste of them. You have no idea where the time went. And then all of a sudden you're sitting there and your mind starts racing with a bunch of different negative and unhelpful thoughts. Like, how can I undone? Uh, how can I undo all of this quote unquote bad eating I just did? Uh, how much this binge has undone all the quote unquote uh, good that you've done with your dieting, which basically means all the restricting that you've been doing up until that point. Um, what is the scale going to register tomorrow morning? You know, what can I do to mitigate this damage? Which if you're in a binge restrict cycle, the way that your brain tells you to mitigate a binge is to restrict again. And that just sets you up for the next binge. And that's how the cycle starts. Um, you start thinking that you lack willpower, that you're a bad person, you're a lazy person, you're a glutton. All of this is what we would refer to as shame. So vulnerability researcher Brene Brown, which if you don't know who Brene Brown is at this point, you are under a rock and need to go on Google and buy and read all her books because she is amazing and watch her Netflix special. But she talks a lot about vulnerability and shame. And she defines shame as an intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love and belonging. Where so so she also talks a lot about shame versus guilt and what is the difference between those. Guilt is simply feeling negatively about an isolated experience. So guilt would be I did a bad thing or I did something that I'm not proud of, whereas shame is I am bad and I'm not proud of myself. So guilt is again an isolated incident, event, or experience, and then shame is like attributing. Um, what has happened to our our inherent worth, right? I did a bad thing versus I am bad. And many of us experience this shame when it comes to body weight and food. We think that we're broken or we're wrong for looking the way we do or eating the way we eat or for the fact that maybe thinness doesn't come as easily or effortlessly to us um, because of the way we see it falsely portrayed in the media. It looks like everyone is having such an easy time being thin. And, you know, a lot of clients like my, my Instagram follower asks, like, what do I do when I feel that shame? How do I get rid of that shame? And the question itself sounds so simple. How do I get rid of X? And you, you would assume someone would say, well, you do Y. But ridding ourselves of shame is a systemic process, not only within society. I think there's a lot of societal shame, but also with ridding shame within our individual self. Again, it's a systemic process because it involves eradicating old belief systems that we have about ourselves and about 
worth as human beings, and at the same time, creating new beliefs with more kinder and compassionate messaging, or even just neutral messaging about what our quote unquote mistakes mean. And I use quotes around mistake is because I don't really ever see mistakes as mistakes the way other people see mistakes. I don't see mistakes as bad. I see mistakes as a good and positive thing because we learn from them. They're always a learning experience. Without mistakes, we never learn. So again, it's really just changing and shifting the way that we see mistakes and imperfections and flaws and realizing that those things have no reflection on our worth as actual human beings. So you know, I know that's not the answer everybody wants to hear. They want steps and concrete ways to rid themselves of shame. But you are on, if you are on an intuitive eating journey, a non-diet journey, you know, unless you're brand new to this, you know it's a very messy journey. It's a very non-linear journey where we take a couple of steps forward and a couple of steps back. But I do have uh, eight steps to, or eight ways to help you start to mitigate shame. So the first one that I want to explain is that we need to identify the feeling as shame when we are feeling the shame. So identifying a feeling helps make it more concrete. The less abstract a theory or a feeling is, the more we can feel confident in actually doing something in response to it because we've put a name to it and almost like a face to it. So by saying in the moment, this is shame, I am experiencing shame. It does wonders in terms of calling out the feeling and creating a neutral statement around it. The second uh, suggestion I have when dealing with shame is that remember that shame is actually a pretty useless emotion. We can't learn anything from shame. If you experience guilt, on the other hand, we can reason that, yeah, you know, we've done something we're not proud of and we could move and make steps toward not doing that one isolated thing again. But if we feel shame, we're saying that we cannot be changed and that we are inherently bad, worthless, or broken. And when we're saying that, there's no growth there and there's no room for change. The third way to deal with shame is identify and write down the thoughts that are creating the shame. What thoughts are you bringing to this soulless, heavy feeling? I recommend doing a brain dump on paper or a thought download, as some coaches call it. And really, don't hold back on how nasty you are. Nobody else has to see this but you. But the more honest you are with your thoughts, the more honestly that you can actually deal with them and process them. The fourth strategy for shame is challenging the facts of those thoughts. So once you have them all down in front of you on paper, you can take a look at them. Are they, are, are they actually true? I know they might feel true. They usually do feel true, as most of our thoughts do, because we've been thinking them for so long. But here's the thing. Would a lawyer be able to prove that statement in court? Are you really somebody that has zero willpower? If if that were the case, if that were the real case, you'd be doing a lot more than just eating a family-sized bag of potato chips if you had literally no willpower, no regulation of your actions, thoughts, you know, things that you said out loud. We tend to over-dramatize and over-generalize statements when we're in a heightened emotional state. Number five, remind yourself that mistakes are part of the human condition. As humans, I hate to say it, we are going to make many, many mistakes. 
we are fallible beings. We are going to feel great about half the time and crappy about the other half. Uh, nowhere in the contract of life when we are born does it say that we are guaranteed happiness and ease throughout our journey of life. We have to learn to better process the negative sides of life and just know that they will happen and take them as part of the deal and not sweep them under the rug. The sixth way to deal with shame, show yourself compassion the way you would a loved one. Would you say these things to a friend or a child? Of course not, because contrary to what shame tells you, you're not actually a horrible person. You have compassion and empathy, but rarely do we extend those courtesies to ourselves. We're afraid for some reason that if we're compassionate and gentle with ourselves, that we'll never change in the ways that we want to and that we're going to become complacent and lazy, but it's just not true. Uh, there's another podcaster, uh, Kristen Finch, who talks about uh, on her podcast called Calm AF, I definitely recommend it. She talks about how you would act if you had a supportive boss versus a more like totalitarian mean boss. We would work for both of them. We would do our job, but don't we really work so much harder for the supportive boss because we know he's on our side and he wants us to succeed. So, so we want to have that self-fulfilling prophecy and, and, you know, show them that we are as good as they believe us to be. Right. When we have a when we have a crappy boss, we just do our job and, you know, the minimum baseline and go home because we don't want to do anything more for this jerk. But when we have a supportive boss, we really want to please them. Number seven is identify the lessons learned. Like, OK, you messed up. All right. You binged. Um, who cares? Right. Um your, your mistakes and your failures are there to teach you something. So should they actually really be avoided or should they be creating shame? I don't think so. You know, what did you learn from the binge experience? Did you learn uh, that physical uncomfortableness is, you know, not a great feeling like, over, you know, being overstuffed kind of sucks when you feel it physically. Did you learn what unhelpful thoughts you had about yourself before the overeating? And maybe you can work on figuring out ways to not think those things? Did you uh, learn that the binge came directly after restriction and usually always does, so maybe you need to stop restricting? Even if you learned like one small thing from the event, it's actually a success in the long term. So shift your, your focus and your perception of what mistakes really are. They're not an opportunity, they shouldn't be an opportunity for you to beat yourself up and experience shame. They should be uh, an opportunity where you show gratitude that you are learning a lesson to move forward in your life. And number eight is try again. Again, you made a mistake. Big deal. We make mistakes every day, several times a day, even the most quote unquote successful of us. I make mistakes all darn day. <laughs> Those of us that are the most successful, like Walt Disney, Oprah, Steve Jobs, you name it, not only did they fail, they failed repeatedly. And the only way that they became successful was after they failed, they got back up over and over again. And that really is what separates the successful from the not successful. It's not intelligence. It's not thinness. It's not youth or money or luck. I mean, yes, those things, you know, play a role. I'm not saying they don't, but when it comes down to it, Success is the ability to not let your failure define you and to persevere regardless of how many times you fail. So just to recap, one, identify the feeling as shame. 
Two, remember that shame is a useless emotion. Three, identify and write down the thoughts creating the shame. Four, challenge the facts of those thoughts. Five, remind yourself that mistakes are part of the human condition. Six, show yourself compassion the way you would a loved one. Seven, identify the lessons you learned. And eight, try again. I hope this helps. Let me know. Find me on Instagram at Freedom with Food and Fitness. Send me an email. I don't know. Send me a carrier pigeon, whatever you want to do. I want to hear how these eight uh, suggestions with how to deal with shame work for you. All right, guys. Talk to you next time. So that is it for today's episode. Seriously, of all the podcasts you can be listening to, I'm so honored that you took the time to listen to mine. I'm also so proud of you for taking this small step forward toward food and body freedom. If you like what you hear and you want to work with me as your coach, go to freedomwithfoodandfitness.com to schedule a free 15-minute discovery call. That way I can hear your specific needs and set up a game plan for your success. I would also be so, so grateful if you could subscribe, follow, rate, and review this podcast so many more people who need help with dieting, body image, disordered eating, and fitness can find our message of freedom. Until next time.